Hello and welcome to another episode of Women in Sport, the podcast that celebrates all the incredible female athletes we have here on the island from pretty much any sport you can think of. I'm Rianne Evans. Thank you very much for your company today. This week, we are looking at archery. Just in case you're wondering what the eerie music choice is about this week, that is the music from The Hunger Games, which of course features the fabulous heroine Katniss Everdeen, whose superpower is pretty much being an amazing archer. But moving on to our very own versions of Katniss Everdeen on the Isle of Man, I have with me on the show today two legends in the Manx archery field. Okay, my name's Leslie Slight. Uh, I actually belong to Bowdoin Vannin Field Archery Club as well as as well as I was at my archery club, but my predominantly is about Darren Fanning. Um, I started because my husband and my two children were involved in archery, and um, when you compete across, you have to have a, a shoot guardian, and so one of the children couldn't, wasn't allowed to compete, so I had to start so that I could take him across so he could compete. So that's how I started, just because of my husband and his our two boys. Do your children still? Um, they they. Competed up to about the age of 17 and then they found hockey and rugby, so they're very much involved in the, that now. And I'm Joy Goff. I'm a member of the Isle of Man Archery Club and I started off in 1991 when I went to Butlins with the school as a mum helper and uh, took part in all the various activities. And the two I liked were judo and archery. And as I was sort of, um, well middle-aged if that's a nice polite way to put it uh, I thought I'd be able to do archery longer than I could do judo when I came home just by sheer chance there was an advert on the radio I think it was to say um, they were having a ladies come and try at night so it's I went along be. and that was it that's um so you started back in the early 90s have them um, <laughs> Well, has archery changed much in that time? I'm not really sure how, how it works when you're competing. Could you sort of go through uh, how yes, it works? Yes, it has, but mostly not in, in really in the technique of it, but in the, the equipment, obviously. It's gone forward in leaps and bounds with all the new materials and the way things are, are made these days. So, But the technique's basically what I was taught from the start. So, Can you give us a general sort of insight as to what an archery competition is structured like okay so i do um what's called field archery so our discipline is literally if you think about golf so you're going on a course through the woods you might have uphill downhill shots across lakes um different distances and you can have the roundels which is um similar to target where you have circles you could have 3d animals or you could have paper faces you could have marked distances or you could have unmarked distances. So it's a lot of different things. That's field archery. On the target side, it's a more structured side. We shoot um, outdoors at the ladies, for example, at four different distances in a day. We start off at 70 metres and shoot three dozen, come forward to, to 60 metres, shoot another three, 50 metres, another three, and 30 metres we end with, with another three. So we do 12 dozen arrows, all at the, the what you would recognise as the standard archery target face. Mm -hmm. Talking about girls and boys, so during this podcast, often we sort of, like with the basketball girls when we did that sport, we realised that there's hardly any girls that play basketball on the island and there's um, 
footballer, losing numbers, and yet it's massive for the boys' side. Um, in terms of archery, is there much of a gender imbalance in the sport? Um, on the island, definitely in our club, there's a gender. Um, there's hardly, there's not many women. Competitively, I was just looking up for the, so for the worlds this year, about forty-five percent uh, women, and um, in the Europeans, thirty-five percent. It's out of about fifteen hundred archers, about thirty-five percent. So yes, there are less women archers than men. Why do you think that is? Uh, maybe because. Maybe the, the it could be the family role that the mums have. I mean, if you're competing, it's uh, full days. Um, and if you want to compete for GB, you, you're looking at weekends for selections. And it's lots of time out. Mm. So that could be a reason. That's why we like to try and encourage it as a family sport so that the mum can come along with the children like Leslie did when she started mm. and try to involve it, the whole family, which gives the mum that extra sort of time with the children when she's probably been working all week mm. but she's enjoying her sport with her children well yeah Leslie you'll be the poster woman for that <laughs> you know coming along to get your kids involved and then the success you've had from it is um, incredible yes I, I, and the good thing about archery is that you can do it at any age you, I mean my children started at the age about six but you can We've got archers in the GB team well into the 60s competing with 20 year olds and competing competing as well because you either get selected or you don't there's no um age thing for great britain so it is quite a level of sport because when you get older you drop your poundage in your bow um and so you can still you can still compete you know it is a great sport for that as far as the girls in our club are concerned um recently we've had a surge which is it's unknown. Why We've now got more is? girls than boys shooting, juniors. Brilliant. And we think, we don't know, but we think it's down to Disney's Brave and Katniss Everdeen. That's so funny because I've got written in my notes, did you get a surge in numbers with Katniss Everdeen? We've just had one <laughs> junior girl started who's doing really well and I asked her, was it because of Brave? She said, no, Katniss Everdeen. Katniss <laughs> Everdeen would do it for so me So the media well. <laughs> are doing a lot for the sport in that sort of general view of things i always thought archery had quite a cool reputation because robin hood was one of my favorite disney films growing up and ever since then you know being about five or six i had the, a fake one and i was always like archery is just cool if you if you can do archery it's just cool i was doing an archery club at school and uh, it was lots and lots of young lads year eights I also was teaching it in games lessons for girls, so I was giving them a chance. And once they'd done it in games lessons, more were coming to club. But initially, the club for the voluntary definitely was boys, and it was that the films, yeah. But the they're films. harder to teach. Oh, really? Is that what they you come, found? <laughs> they come with a preset idea. Right, okay. Although I did have one little girl who wouldn't let go of the arrow because she was frightened she was going to cut her face like Brave, mm. like on Brave. Oh, and I had to sort her. of explain to her that that doesn't really happen it was only in the film so what are the sort of um if i was to come along to a beginner lesson what are the basic techniques that you would teach me well we run a beginner's course because for our uh, affiliation to archer gb we have to do a recognized course which is five or six weeks we do it in five and we teach you from nothing through to shooting and scoring etc etc and then from then you have the choice of whether you want to carry on and join the club or whether you've just treated it as a hobby what would you say over your time doing archery and also competing in archery what have been your career highlights in the sport 
Well, I think for me, the first time you put a GB vest on, I mean, uh, that's sort of some, something you're always going to remember. Um, but I think this year, actually getting um, the world records and um, getting an adult and veteran world records, I wasn't expecting that. So that was good and winning the world championships. Uh, so but there's lots of highlights. Um, but yes, I suppose there's the... That's incredible, you know, to hold multiple, well, one world record would be incredible, but, you know, to hold multiple, I mean, how how does it feel? Well, I was actually disappointed for the first one because I, I got a world record, but I had entered as a veteran and I was told that I'd get the adult as well because I actually beat the adult world record. And then I think I'm the first person that's happened to so they must have had a, a meeting about it and said right we can't do that you can only have the record in the discipline that you actually enter so a month later I was in the North American field so I, I was actually competing as an adult so I had that in my mind I've got to get that adult world record that you know I thought I deserved because I and I actually did get it but a point less than my veteran world record <laughs> so I'm actually the only archer who actually holds a veteran world record higher than an adult world record as well as having t- both both classes so, so yeah, I'm quite proud well. about yeah, that yeah, <laughs> quite rightly too that's yeah. incredible it's really really incredible and um, how long did you say you've been doing archery for? I've been doing about 17, 18 years now right okay yeah. and you didn't have any previous experience going into it you just, just um, sort of came I've, naturally well I've always done outdoor education so I, I've been a kayaker I've been a rock climber and uh, expeditions and sports one sport always leads on to another so I had the, the, the arm strength on my kayaking mm. and and that's the beauty when the youngsters try different sports and they might not find the right one but always a sport might lead on to another sport and that's what I found so I sort of built up. When you're competing is it um, ladies uh, separate to men's or is it a mixed bag? In international competitions, you're separate, but um, if you're just an ordinary competition, you're mixed together. And do you see much of a difference when when the competition is mixed? Mm, Quite regularly. She's better than the men. (laughs) The men. Uh, So sometimes I I use the men as my focal point. But the beauty about archery, actually, is it's so individual and I go out to try and get my best score. Mm rather than the position it's it's like so I can I could win but be disappointed because I'm like oh I'm like 10 points off my PB or something it, you've got that individual um goal which is beautiful you know great about archery it is an individual sport yeah and I think uh, as a sport it's great because we talk a lot about with other sports the definite difference between men and women physically and that's not a problem but it has brought with it negative stereotypes that women's sport is less interesting to watch because the men are faster or the men are stronger or the men are taller which um i don't think is fair you know just because something is different doesn't mean it's any less valuable um and with archery it seems like the playing field might be a bit more level um the, no the men's scores are better it's because they can actually pull the higher poundage bows so if you are pulling a higher poundage bow then your arrow's faster and then um i have to shoot between five and 80 yards so from the long shots i'm way up in a tree because my projection has to be higher whereas if you're pulling a very fast bow you 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 might not have to go aim as high so there are advantages to be able to you know if you're stronger do you get that sort of in terms of spectators, 
Is there a disadvantage for being a woman in the uh, sport? The spectators, you d- only in international would you get spectators maybe on the finals day because you, it's too dangerous for them to wander around with you. Mm-hmm. So what they tend to do is the cameras and the people will be, they'll, they'll, they'll set shots up. Mm-hmm. So it's a spectator sport for those finals or the last few days. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing qualifications, you won't, You'd just go around as a group. Joy, what are your career highlights in archery? Well, I can't aspire to world records, I'm afraid. I did have an Island Games record once. That's awesome. (laughs) A distance record, which has been well beaten by now. But I was the first archer, Manx archer, to get a gold in archery at the Island Games in 1999. So... That's my little highlight. Little. Compared to world level, that's that's my Olympics. No, that's fantastic. <laughs> Absolute trailblazers. In terms of numbers, um, you said they're, they're increasing due to things like films and whatnot. If other people want to get involved, what's the best way for them to do it? From the target archery point of view, we have a, a website, Alaman Archery. And on that site, there's a menu that gives you a beginner's uh, link and you just apply there and it comes automatically through to me and I can reply giving you all the information. But in, in our sport, we have to do the regulated um, weekly lesson. So And we only do those indoors because of the weather can change and we can't get continuity for five weeks. So we do those indoors. So we have one in October and one in January. So we've just finished our second course this year. But I keep the list going all through the year and get in touch with people. How did this course go? This course, yeah, fine. We've this the last two courses we've had. Uh, I think we had. I've got a note here. Twenty uh, thirty-one people came through the course, and we've had five five junior girls joined. Fabulous. And uh, four four ladies have joined. Awesome. Also five men and two boys. Brilliant. So it's, it's good, good for a small club. It's starting to get a bit embarrassing with numbers sometimes, you know, because we're we've got restricted hall use, mm. so we'll have to think a little bit further if it keeps increasing the way that's, it's going, which is great for the sport. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's so good to hear because uh, in other in other episodes, it's it's the exact opposite, and they're losing numbers, and it's so sad, you know, when people are so passionate about this sport and just can't do it because you just don't have the numbers. But like Leslie said, it's a very individual sport. Mm. Uh, you're only competing against yourself and then if you've got the highest score, you win. Yeah. So, But you're trying to get yourself better all the time. And it's a good sport for a child or a junior who's not particularly a team player. Mm-hmm. They find we get a lot of quiet yeah. little people who just sort of Introvert. just want to do their own thing yeah. and you can bring them on and you can see the confidence grow as they get to you know they see this starting to hit gold and they think oh good I'm, I'm getting good at this and it gives them a lot of confidence mm-hmm. yeah it's good sport for that for field archery we meet um sundays at uh bushes glen it's behind the forge uh part of uh, um the bushes brewery one o'clock and the best thing is to just to i've got contact number eight three five six seven four give us a ring we take people at any time so we basically you're taught over a few weeks until you're proficient to go around the course yourself or we go in groups anyway um so we do it slightly different so anybody can turn up any time and we have the equipment ready for you uh, to have a go um 
we find people that love to be in the countryside, love walking, um, because it, it you're out in all weathers. <laughs> Uh, so summer is a little bit busier than the winter, but we regularly have about a dozen at the moment coming down through the winter. Um, as you say, if you like the outdoors, like walking, like shooting, shooting a bow, it's a, it's a great opportunity to have a go. Do you get anyone coming dressed up as, what's her name? Uh, is it Meridia from Brave? <laughs> we, no, we don't. <laughs> Merida. Merida, sorry. Yeah. Merida. People dressed up as Katniss Everdeen. I might just turn up dressed as Katniss. <laughs> I'm here. Usually as long as they've got the Wellingtons on because it's so muddy yeah, and wet at the moment. Surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to ask, have you ever had any slight mishaps, um, either yourselves with sort of injuries or maybe a b- someone who's rocked up for the first time and accidentally shot someone? <laughs> um, <laughs> Touch wood, hopefully not. No mishaps, but when I was in Australia, when we were at the world in Australia, we had kangaroos jumping in front of the bosses, which is very off-putting because you, you, you've when you come to full draw, sometimes it's quite difficult to let down. Because you've got you you you're quite you're holding holding a lot of poundage and when a kangaroo suddenly pops up in front of the boss it can be a bit nerve wracking yeah. so that's uh, things like that or the odd deer um, in England will will run across the boss yeah the we've boss. had a swarm of bees when we were in Ireland once everybody ducked and let them pass oh god <laughs> when you say in front of the boss what does that mean so we shoot at um, a foam square foam structure structure which which basically stops the arrow so on that on the boss you'll have your target which could be a round circles or as i say it could be a paper target with an animal on um so yeah that's called the boss how are you with nerves right (laughs) (laughs) i'm struggling at the moment (laughs) uh after the last uh gb we had a head-to-head, and it's my first. Uh, they changed the format of the shoot, and we had to go after uh, qualifications. If you got through qualifications, you went straight on to head-to-head, which I wasn't used to. And with the, the cameras, people watching, I I fell apart, and I couldn't hit anything, and uh, it made me go into target panic. So, um, Sean Griffiths has been very great with a psychologist for Sports Institute of uh, helping me. Uh, find find ways of calming myself down through breathing techniques te- mm. techniques visualization stuff like that but it comes and goes that no that's really interesting because yeah. um i do ask people about nerves before big games but i haven't actually spoken to anyone who's had to deal with live tv or you know cameras and that scale so it's fascinating to know that people even at the top of their game can still be affected so how did you come back from that slight wobble. Um, I st- well, you still. The trouble is, you don't. So you can get it. So sometimes I'll be fine, absolutely great, and then something could trigger it. Could be a, a difficult shot. I remember in the last wheels, it was a very narrow gap between two trees, and and uh, I, it was just difficult. And I just, I just started panic shooting, and then you just have to try and rein it back in again and sometimes I find it more difficult in doing indoor archery which I'm doing at the moment because I've got the Europeans coming out I've, I've got it at the moment so I'm doing a lot of bag practice which is just holding on to the bag and holding my shot and it's the, the thing is I know I can do it and that you get cross with yourself and when you get cross with yourself it gets worse 
and that's the problem it's putting pressure on yourself and you, sh- you just have to just take to the relax. pressure off yeah, yeah easier said than done yeah, i'm sure yeah. um what sort of psychological techniques do you get given to sort of calm you a lot of breathing um uh, saying mantras like I've got all the time in the world when I'm shooting I was trying to do a nursery rhyme the other day to not shoot until I got to a certain word in the, in the rhyme um, visualisation so I do a lot of that lying in bed just thinking the shot through the shot process through but you don't want to be hanging on to the shot too long either it's, it's got to be timed it's got the timing of the shot has got to be uh, right really Correct. yeah what about you, Joy? Nerves in competitions um, before the Island Games? Uh, a little bit, but you need a little bit for that uh, adrenaline mm. bit. But it's it's balancing it out against the relaxation thing because you've got to be as relaxed as you can to perform your shot. Uh, so you, you have to put yourself into into a zone of your own, basically. And I use um, bullet points as reminders and I have things. Sometimes lots of artists sing a song in their head you I'm know, just t- picturing the Brian Adams song from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> well, a really good one is another Brian Adams one, which is cool. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm trying to think what it's... Sing it for China, us. No, I'm trying <laughs> to think what it's called. It's gone, it's gone. But it, it was our Island Games uh, anthem for the archery team for a while. If When it pops into your head, do tell me because it's I'll track put... seven. Track seven. 18 till you die. I'm going to find that out and I'm going to put that at the end of the podcast. It's just gone from my mind. (laughs) Um, It it is a problem that a lot of archers do get, especially I think once you've got um, to a certain level. Yeah, Um, I think you've got to get to that level to experience that as well. You know, the ultimate sort of of your game, like for Leslie and and the cameras and the worlds. I mean, I've been in the um, Indo National targets and I got to about the quarterfinals and I've I really started to feel that pressure and it, it you just have to work through it and calm down and you're only doing another shot it's another shot and that's it the last the last shot of my worlds um we started the last day the three of us with three points between us um so we went into the last day all close and the nerves had got to all of us we all missed the first shot <laughs> And then we all missed the second shot. We all laughed because we'd all the pressure. But the last shot of the day, there was only uh, five points between myself. And um, so I just knew I had to, had to get the, well, it was 3D animals, I had to get the kill, the kill area on this last shot. And in fact, I was really calm. <laughs> so calm. I thought I was going to panic here, but I didn't. I was really, really calm. And I did get it. And the other girl didn't. And so I won by five points. So the the work with Sean did pay off. I was doing my breathing. I was just trying to relax mm. and into that last shot. But it is it, it is very pressurized. <laughs> yeah, massively. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think any individual sport there's a lot more yeah. pressure than. I mean, I play a team sport, and I always feel at least I've got my team and I'm playing for them. But it is a lot, you know, when it's just you and it's such a focused, you know, the slightest thing. Um, I'm have, assuming the slightest wobble. We have team events though as well. Right, okay. Where we, I mean, they've introduced into Target Archery for the media really to try to get more media covery, uh, uh, coverage, um, a head-to-head event where you will you have a team of three and they shoot off against each other and the scores are shouted out after each arrow, which is, again, putting on the pressure for the next archer to try to do as well because they don't want to let their team down. Mm-hmm. But again, you're going back to the same old thing. You're just doing your shot and you can only do it as well as you can do it. And yeah, once it's left the bow, that's it. You just, 
just forget it. If it's a bad shot, you can't do anything about it. So get on to the next one. The head-to-head sound quite exciting, actually. In terms of points, can you just explain the different sort of point systems? So the very inner kill is 11, then you've got the kill area, which is 10, and an 8, because you've got a very, very tiny like pro pro ring really 11 10 8 and then the animals five mm-hmm. and yes, ours is uh, the, just the standard what people are used to seeing start at the 10 in the in the center mm-hmm. and works out in in rings out to one at the outer side outside the r- ring it's a miss and then in field archery we have the roundels and ours goes yeah. we have four arrows at each target so ours is five four three two one so it's a bit different yeah mm-hmm. do you have any pre um comp routines to get you in the mindset no I, don't. I just <laughs> that's, that's good because then you're I not a slave quietly to quietly and try to just mm. try to relax but meaning we do competitions every week at, at the club and that's really to get us into the way of knowing when we go away to shoot it's only another comp another shoot in a different venue it's it's not a competition in quotes you just get yourself into a mindset where you've got to just get on and do the job and relax and and that makes total sense that that would i mean but th- positivity me, that would is the most is the most you've got to keep positive it's no good going in thinking well you know that absolutely the, the, yeah the best in britain's here alongside me shooting with me but you've you've just got to get over that and do your own shot every time i do any training or whether it's at the gym or shooting i will write down what i'm going to do so i wrote down every time that i was going to win the world champs before I did it. Oh, so you would day. write, I am going to win so, the world. So, yep, so for the European no champs, every day, every time I do a training session, I'll write it down. I've also put in, I'm going to get a world record at the world, world <laughs> at the European indoor champs because I'll either start writing it and not believe it or I'll believe it and do it. So, uh, so uh, other archers got me into that and I thought, really it's cool. right because it's psychologically, you have to, you have to yeah. believe you can do it. And, and if in training I'm beating the world record, why can I not then do it on the in day? Competition? Yeah. Sh- and it's obviously I should be able to do it. And you if, will. I, if I can't, it's my head that's yeah. saying. Absolutely. So, I've, so I know I can do it in training, but that's so I've got to believe, believe that I can yeah. do it. You see, I'll our, see what archery, happens. Archery yeah. is really 80% yeah. brain it's work, mental game, 20% yeah. physical. Absolutely. And that physical is skill rather than yeah. strength. It's. it's um, yeah, getting the techniques right. It's, it's 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 quite a boring training as well. Mm. I will spend like t- this morning. I've spent two hours, well, one and three quarters hours, just on a bag. So I've had a bag up, just doing technique, technique, technique. So I've been doing panic shooting. So that's all I've been working on: holding, holding, holding. So it just can be quite boring, but it's it's just got to be subconscious. It's just got to be able... Second So nature. when you come up to shot, I I'm, I don't know what I'm doing with the shot. All I'm working out in my head, how far is it away, where I'm going to put my arrow. I shouldn't even think what I'm going to, how I'm going to shoot. That just should come. So that's all I should be thinking about, how, where I'm going to put my arrow point. And and when it when it when I'm in the flow, it's, it's like you can't miss. It's like, it, it's amazing. You don't even remember your shot. All you remember is looking at it and it's going in. The next one's going in. And when you have that, they're not that common, but when you do have them, you can, it's just amazing feeling. Mm, yeah. Just, 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 just can't miss. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Do you train every day? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yes. Since I've retired. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't. I do <laughs> I'll do between about two and five hours a day, but different things, not just shooting. Um, I go to the gym. 
I go, I've got a rangefinder, so I'll go for a walk in the woods and I look at a, a tree and say, how far is that? To check it with my rangefinder, because I've got to try and judge distance. I have set distances, but I also have uh, competitions where I have to. Yeah, that adds a whole with, new layer to it. Yeah, yes. yeah, and angles. So my husband's made a big, um, uh, it's, oh, it's a, a scaffold up in the garden so I can do downhill shots. So I climb up and then practice my downhill so in the comps you do actually because you mentioned it briefly before you you climb up trees for shots um it's sometimes they have platforms but it's more you're shooting downhill or when we're in france we're actually at a old castle and we actually had to shoot up in a belfry really steep angle i've never done a shot like that because you wouldn't have them on the island because they're yeah. dangerous yeah, those yeah. angles and you wouldn't so it it was a guessing game where to put that arrow um, but yeah, you have shots like that, or down into the moat, down into the cellars. They actually put a shot right down into the castle cellars, That's so it can be from light to dark as well. Which again, you know, um, trying to judge distance or narrow when you've got like trees very narrow, the mm. distant perspective changes. It's, it's. I think with field archery, I think the more you do it, it's one of those sports you've got to do a long time, and your brain will take over and decide. Yeah, that's where you're going to put that arrow. Yeah. So it's one of those sports you just, the, the more you do it, I think the better you become. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. Well, Our distances are all measured. Right. They're set. And so I have a sight and I have a sight mark and I set my sight at that mark for that distance mm -hmm. and that should be where it wants to And go. do you have a, a particular distance that you think that, oh, this is my forte, this distance, or this one really annoys me? The longer the distances, the better you want to be at that distance because that's where you can make a lot of points. Right, okay. okay. That makes sense. Um, most of the um, international competition now for my bow are set at 50 metres. Right, okay. So that, Decent distance. Uh, well, or is we that shoot not 70, for archery? We shoot 70. Right, okay, sorry. <laughs> the longest distance. Okay. We do 70, 60, 50, 30, but a lot of the international competitions are just at 50 now. Right. And they, they, that's for my bow, and there's a recurve bow that's 70, so mm. the, the two distances. So, um, but it, it's nice to have the different distances because that's what makes it interesting Variety, when you go outdoors. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You'd both be fantastic in a zombie apocalypse, you know. So you you would be the people we would need. <laughs> Just finally, what's your favourite thing about archery? What what is it about archery that you love and has kept you doing it for so many years? Mine is the positivity of it. It taught me how to be positive in just not in archery, but in everything, and and working that across the board. How so? Well, I, I, my mantra, as everybody knows at the club, is it's not a problem unless you make it one. And I just, you can use that for anything. Anything you do, if you say that phase to yourself, it, it, you t you just onto the positive. I can see you writing that down. Write that down. I'm also <laughs> going to write down, I will win the lottery every yes. day. Until I... <laughs> oh, I just love the sport. I just love going out there, looking at a distance, judging something, and so I have gotten. I don't have sights or anything, so I just put my arrow where I think it should go and just listening to it and hit. I just yeah, that's just a nice, it. it's a nice, it's just a nice feeling. Just yeah, just a nice feeling of going out and shooting, mm. and. It's so different. As I say, there's so many different things you can do in archery, which is you don't, you don't get bored, never get bored. Mm. And courses are all different and people are lovely. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a good sport. It's just a nice sport. Just quickly, what have you both got coming up next? So I have got the European Indoor Championships in about three weeks. Um, KG Archery have just given me a a bow to use this season. I literally picked it up on Wednesday, so I have three weeks to get used to the bow. And then um, they've not announced who's in the team of nations yet so I'm just waiting to hear from Matchy and the England team of nations representing England in the individuals but they've not um, selected the actual we have a team of nations as well so I'm waiting to hear from that but that's just an island in Lisbon so it's European champs yes and mine is trying to get qualification for the island games next year in Guernsey Um, there's a a Euronations competition Euronations and Commonwealth coming up in I think it's the end of June, so that'll be a, a good marker mm-hmm. to work for. But that's when we get outdoors. We're still indoors until the end of March. Yeah, I think you need to be at the starts, moment, don't you? Training, well, Leslie's out all year round. So. Hats off to you, honestly. <laughs> I'm in the barn a lot. We've got a barn. I'm quite lucky. <laughs> and that's all we have time for in this week's episode of Women in Sport. A huge thank you and massive congratulations and best of luck in the future to Leslie and Joy. And we'll finish this episode by leaving you with Joy's token pump it up song that gets her really motivated and ready to go before a competition. It's Brian Adams's cryptically named we're, We're gonna, gonna win. win. Don't wanna be a loser, gonna 